Welcome back to another episode of A Cup of Coffee. I'm your host, your speaker, Levo Coffee. I want to say welcome to episode 15. Uh, if you're a new listener, how you doing? I hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you become a re- reoccurring listener. If you are a reoccurring listener, welcome back. Just going to enjoy this episode this week as well. Um, as we all know, we're all aware, lately the coronavirus is the newest thing in the news. And that's basically what this episode is going to be completely about. Because um, the coronavirus is here. It is real. Some people are saying that it's not even as serious as the flu. They have a cure for the flu. Why can't we just cure this? People are still going outside. People are still partying. People are still going to the beach. People are still doing whatever they want to do in life and enjoy themselves. And I understand because like when I first heard of the coronavirus, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Because I remember uh, when I was younger, I was told that they usually have a cure within the first month two months after that they're trying to figure out how they can make money off of it and monetize it well this has been going on since december and it become like widespread news like all across like the globe pretty much in february there's still no cure for it so that lets me know that hey this is a serious issue like they don't have a cure yet they're never trying to monetize on it yet they're still you know tossing things in the air and at first, people were saying that, you know, oh, the flu is worse than this. The flu kills more people than, than anything else in the world every year. Blase, blase, blase. Now, uh, I got an email from, like, some senator in California. She was like, hey, this is 10 times more dangerous than the flu is. But I was talking to my, to my mom this morning. And we are sitting down. We were chilling, laughing on the phone. She just called and checked up on me. And um, we are talking about how people are dying. And I told her, I was like, well, it's only 3%. And we started talking about some numbers. <clears throat> and I'm not a mathematician, so if my numbers are off, you know, I'm sorry. But, you know, it's still a lot of numbers. So we're saying, I think we said if a thousand people get it and only 3% of the people die, that's what, like 30 people, right? So it's like, okay, cool. And then if a million people get it and 3% of people die, that's what, 30,000 people. Then she was like, yeah, that's not bad, right? I was like, no, nah, that's not bad at all. You know, 30,000 people now, I'm not wishing death on anyone. I hope I don't hope anyone to die. You know, we all do die, but especially not for something like this. But then we're saying, well, it's mainly killing people that this is what we're hearing from the news, that they all have a pre-diagnosed condition. You know, they have a pre, you know, previous medical history. Uh, one of the guys who died, who was 21, he had leukemia. You know, another guy who died, he had like, testicular cancer. But the thing I was thinking about when I was on the phone with her that we talked about before is that a lot of people have pre-existing conditions. A lot of people have something that they're either dealing with currently right now in the world or that they have already dealt with and they recover from, but their immune system still isn't as strong as it once was. They never would have had whatever they were going through. Some people are just born with lower immune systems. Like my girlfriend, I don't think she's diagnosed with anything, you know, immune related, but if you sneeze in her direction, she's sick for two months. If the weather changed too quickly, she's sick for a month. Her voice is gone for half the year. She coughing before those months. And that's just, you know, just somebody with a lower immune system. So you have people like that who are in danger. You have people like me who I have a, I have Crohn's disease. I have a previous medical condition. My immune system isn't the strongest. And then you have people like my mom, you know, she's, you know, 50 plus. So since she's over the age of 50, you never know if her health is high, low, good or bad. Then you have people who might have something like asthma. You have people who might have leukemia. You have people who might have, let's say, uh, people who who had breast cancer or who, who have breast cancer. These are all people who are at risk. And a lot of people are taking this as a joke. They're like, oh, we don't care. We still going outside. We still doing whatever we want to do because this is all a hoax. Because 
Um, I know, like, lately, some pictures have been going around from an old Dean Coots book about how he wrote about this virus or how virus is going to take us all out in a pandemic in the year 2020. There have been videos in the media going around of the guy who runs Microsoft, uh, Bill Gates. Is it Bill Gates? Yeah. Bill Gates, who he put out a video talking about, we need, we need to be focusing on healthcare because, you know, we don't know what's going to take us out. It won't be a war. It's going to be a virus that's going to take us out. So people have been talking about those two things and they're, they're trying to figure out how come this hasn't been in the media before? How come people didn't pick up on this before? So on and so forth. And this is something that I I was told when I was young. I was like 13 or 14 years old. And this stuck out to me like a sore thumb. And I don't read books often per se, but I do read like magazine. I do. I would do. I would read an article online that's in a medical book or something like that. Just try to keep my head in the know-how whenever people are talking about these type of things. I was told that the way the government hides things from people is by putting it in books. So it's not to say, I'm not to say I'm not trying to be conspiracy and say that, hey, the government will tell us about everything that they're going to do to us, but put it in the book. But it might be true. That could be true because a lot of things in history, whenever you figure out, oh, so-and-so said he was going to do this. So-and-so said she was going to do that. If you hear about it, say, oh, they wrote it down in a, in a diary. They wrote it down in this book. They wrote it down here. They wrote it down there. They put it here. They told this person, and this person made a book out of it, and it sold this much, or it did this these numbers. So it's often throughout history that people have put their thoughts and ideas down on paper and hit them somewhere, or they sold them and made a lot of money off of it. So maybe that is something that the government has been practicing and, and does. Maybe they say, hey, we're going to tell the people we're going to do this, and then we're going to put it here. If they don't know about it, they don't see it. It's not our fault. Oh, well. And then they just go ahead and do it. They release it, and everything happens, and everyone's just like, oh, wow. We're going to complain about it on Twitter, social media, try to get the government to change what they did. But, you know, so I found, that's my thing. I think maybe they did write this down somewhere. Maybe they did tell Dean Koontz about this and say, hey, put in the year 2020 that this is going to happen. Or maybe that was just something that he did because he has a creative mind. He just put the year 2020 because it was probably like 10, 15 years of the future. Just something that we all did when we were, you know, young kids writing stuff. I know I had a creative writing class when I was like in elementary school and I would put like the year 2030 or the year 2015. Because to me, see, that seems so far away. Maybe he was doing something similar. I don't know, but I'm a firm believer that the government knows a lot about what it's doing and it's written down somewhere. And certain people know about these these things, but the the common person, the everyday person in the world does not know about these things because we aren't reading those medical journals. We aren't reading those certain type of books. And a lot of these books, I talked to my girlfriend about it. And she said, well, babe, even they are writing them down, they're fictional books. So the information you're looking for in the book is in the genre book that you read. How are you going to find it? And I said, that, I was like, oh, snap. Like, you know, I thought about it. Like, that's true. If I'm over here trying to look, you know, for, like I say, comic books, I'm looking for action and, and pictures and stuff, they're probably not going to put, oh, coronavirus 2020 go, go in, you know, in the world or take, kill half, half the population or, or a quarter of the population. They're not going to put that in there. But if I'm looking, like, in a journal or if I'm looking for a suspense thriller type book, they might have those things in there. I don't read those type of books. I read more, like, hood story books about stuff about, you know, people that I can relate to. And those type of pandemic things aren't in those type of books. But if they're out there, then I feel like, you know, we should all start reading more to see this happens. But also today, my girlfriend and I was talking, we were in a car, we come back from Walmart, and I brought this up to her. I was like, maybe they're telling the dude who made The Simpsons. Because a lot of times in the history, The Simpsons have predicted things that did 
correspond either the same year or around the same time that happened in the future after they had predicted it. I know I was watching uh, this little thing today where it's like they predicted to have the three-eyed fish. And I think like they found three-eyed fish in Japan. They predicted Trump would be president. No, Trump is president. They predicted a pandemic, you know, in this year. Now the pandemic is happening. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, damn, what if they are telling us like, hey, this is going to happen. But since the people are yellow and, you know, it's the dad's a, a, a balding fat dude who's stupid, we take it all as a joke. But what if in reality, this is something serious? What if in reality, this is something that, hey, people are getting sick here, people are dying, or we're going to try to do this experiment or try to do this or try to release this or try to release that or do these different things. And they're telling us about it. They're like, hey, we're going to do this. And instead of us being like, hey, this might happen. Well, all we're doing is being uh, entertained by it, thinking that it's something funny. We're thinking like, hey, this entertainment, yeah, cool, this is funny, ha, ha, ha. Look at the world, look at them freak out. But in reality, they're like, hey, this is going to happen. And that same guy who made The Simpsons also made Futurama. So now I'm thinking like, hey, they're also telling us, hey, this is where the future is going. If you're not one of these people who are going to die off, this is where the future is going to head to. And when the future gets here, this is how it's going to go. And again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not stupid. And so something got to be going on where they're telling someone about these things that are happening because I don't think it's that possible. And I don't like to say, oh, it's a coincidence. I don't believe in those like that. The Simpsons keep predicting all these different things. They're they're writing these things in these books, but we're not seeing them. We're not getting to them. So I feel like we got to start opening our eyes more. And the people who are conspiracy, conspiracy theorists out there. We need to start listening to them a little bit more because I'm sure down the road somewhere on Twitter, somebody tweeted like, oh, the government is doing this through through uh, The Simpsons. But we all saw it as a joke or a game and we were not paying attention to it. So I want to say that. I also want to say this. Be careful out there in these streets because the Jack Boys out. And some of y'all don't know who the Jack Boys are because I asked my girlfriend she knew who they were. She's like, what's a Jack Boy? A Jack Boy people who rob people. Stick up man. Kind, whatever you want to call them. Jack Boys out. I know a few people who either have already been attempted to be robbed or people who are defending themselves, you know, because they're like, hey, I don't want to get robbed. And gun sales are going up through the roof right now. But you still got to go through the proper procedure if you're in California to get a gun. So I don't think you can just walk up to a gun store and be like, hey, I need a gun because the pandemic is going on. I'm scared. They're not going to let you in. They're not going to say, oh, well, come on in here, Bob and Bill. You need a gun? We're right on here, buddy. No, that's not going to happen. You still need to go through this, through the procedures to uh, sign up, pay a little money, do a little background check on it, make sure you all good, go there, do your little practice shootings, know how to shoot the gun and load the gun and all stuff like that. All that stuff has to be done. I don't know what it all is needs to be done to get a gun legally. I don't know. I don't know how to paper. I don't got an illegal gun. So, you know, just, just y'all be careful out there because people are buying guns like crazy. Especially little people. Well, when I say little people, I mean like people who are shorter than me, because like I'm six three. So everybody to me is little. Even my girlfriend, she's five seven. So she's kinda tall for a woman, but to me, like she's a little ass midget. So I know the midget word is like offensive, but it's not really offensive to me. But yeah. So y'all be careful out there in these streets because people are getting harmed. Cause it's, it's 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 serious out here. I know some of y'all taking this as a joke. Some of y'all are like, oh, this is stupid. Nobody's really scared. You know, we're still going out and partying. We're still having fun. But some people are taking it seriously. Some people are getting hurt. And some people are getting in fights at stores over toilet paper. Or they're getting stabbed over toilet paper. Like today, we went to the store, like I said earlier. We went to Walmart. 
and they wouldn't let us buy two things of cheese. We, so I had to buy my my own thing of cheese. My girlfriend had to buy her thing of cheese separately, so that way we could have shredded cheese and like actual like cheese, you know, for the sandwiches in the house. We both couldn't like we couldn't just do it all in one one transaction because and like I figured because people out there buying things in the masses like in bulk, and it's like yo, I understand you're scared. I understand you need some of these things. Some of these things are essential. I understand you need you know to make sure you have your supplies. But do y'all not realize that a lot of stuff is going to go bad before you get to use it? So why are y'all buying so much stuff in bulk? Like, that's that's ridiculous to me. To where I can't go buy two things of cheese because, like, I like to have shredded cheese made for, like, macaroni and cheese. And I need the, the other cheese for the sandwiches or burgers or something like that. I can't get two things of cheese in the house because it's against the rules now of Walmart or of grocery stores. But y'all out here buying up all the eggs. Like, bruh, them eggs about to go bad by the time you get to use them. So, like... Come on now, y'all gotta start thinking thoroughly. And I don't know why everybody's buying up all the, the toilet paper either. Like, there's plenty of ways to wipe your butt, and toilet paper ain't about to go out. You can just buy two packs, keep them in the house. Once you once you get down to like the last two two little rolls of toilet paper, go back out, buy two more packs. Keep it conservative. Don't keep overdoing things. Cause also I was talking to my girl my girl the other day, and I was saying, yo, what about old people? She's like, what about them? I was like, you know, it's a guy that we see every day. Uh, going to the bus stop every day. He gets up, you see him crossing the street like around 7.30, 7.35 in the morning. He got his little cane, he crossed the street, he sits on the bus stop and wait for the bus to come every morning. What about people like him? Or what about the people who you have one health, you have a healthier spouse, but they both aren't in the best health and they have to go to the store and go travel and they need, they they, they have, they have es essential needs that aren't being met now because people are being greedy and buying up everything in the store like what if you're an old man and you need to wipe your ass what if you're an old lady you need to wipe your ass what if you got a baby and you need to wipe the baby's ass huh what you gonna do now i know me if i want to toilet paper i can't buy none i'm whenever i poop i'm gonna hop in the shower i'm cool with that baby shower time hop in the shower wipe my butt out wash it out i'm gonna take three four showers a day i pay my bills i'm good over here she paid her bills we good over here. so we could shower three four five six every nine times ten a day and just keep my butt nice and clean and nice and dry and nice and toilet paper free and poop free. I'm cool with that. But what about people who aren't cool with that? What about people who don't have the ability to to do that? What about people who don't want to shower that many times a day? I'm just saying, man, like, I understand it's a pandemic and, you know, everybody's scared, everybody on their toes. And I do take it seriously. I am taking it seriously because I know I have people around me who are in danger of dying if they do get this, this disease. Or people who might not be able to go back to their jobs. Because they might have the disease or they could be around people who have the disease. So I'm taking it seriously. But I'm saying, come on, man. Let's, let's let's be smart. Let's be conservative. And let's think this through thoroughly. Like, hey, if you don't need four, five, six uh, toilet paper rolls, like, man, don't, they don't take all that. I mean, packages, they don't take all that. Because people have bigger families. People might need more than what you need. You just do it because you're scared. Well, if you follow all the guidelines and the rules, like they say, keep your hands clean, don't touch people, don't call people's faces, keep wipe yourself down, be sterile, be hygienic, then you probably, hopefully, won't get it. And if you do get it, then you just quarantine, like they're saying, for two weeks and stay out the way, and you'll be fine. But don't be out here spreading stuff, because um, I saw this video of people in Florida partying, having a good time. Then I saw people in Newark partying, having a good time, and people in New Orleans on Bourbon Street and when the police get there, people are acting the ruckus and yelling and screaming. And, oh, we don't want to go home, man. We ain't scared of no coronavirus. We out here partying. Like, like if you go die, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. Like, that's, you, you think it's stupid. 
And this is why, like, they think we're stupid as millennials. Like, they think we're stupid. People older us think we're stupid because we want to be outside. We want to party. We don't care about what's going on. We want to have fun. Like, bro, you can't have fun if you if, if people die. If you get sick and you give it to your mama who didn't give it to your grandma or your grandpa, or you give it to your dad and they die or your siblings and they die. Now you're going to want to have people saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh, rest in peace. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that sucks that, 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 that you got it. But you're outside partying drinking you know at the beach on bourbon street having a good time shooting music videos like casting over the rapper was filming a music video when the police came to uh escort them off and they, they were yelling at the police i'm like oh you ain't built like that bro you ain't built like that and started coughing like oh my gosh we gonna die from the coronavirus get the fuck out of here y'all sound stupid as hell because even if even if you do get it and you're okay with living with it that's fine don't then spread your disease to somebody else i think of it as like aids or hiv if you have AIDS and HIV and you want to live with that, cool. You can find somebody who is okay with you having AIDS and HIV, and y'all can live together and live happily ever after, and y'all can, you know, give it to each other, have a good time. I'm thinking it's the same way because if you can get coronavirus and um, you probably don't, uh, you, you could be asymptomatic, which means that you're not showing any of the symptoms, that's fine. But then you can give it to somebody else who will show the symptoms who can get sick, and I say not, let's say they don't even die, but then they have to suffer. They're suffering. They're saying you're getting chills, you're getting extreme ex exhaustion, you're sick, you can't really breathe, you're going to the bathroom a lot. Who wants to do that for two weeks? And then let's say the person they give it to passes away. That's on your head. That's on you because you want to go outside, you want to party, you want to have a good time, you want to do all these different things. And instead of you being responsible saying, you know what, I'm going to just stay back and chill and chill in the house if I'm going to go anywhere to the store it's to get some food and come back home. That's being responsible. Even if you aren't taking it serious as other people, just be responsible. Be respectful. Be be courteous to the people around you who, who are afraid, who have people who might be susceptible to what the disease can put them through, and they might end up dead, dying, or suffering tremendously. I'm just saying, like, 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 like we got to start thinking logically here about the things that we're doing and how we're going about doing these things. Because people are scared. And people get scared, they start doing dumb things. And people do dumb things, people get hurt. We all then start thinking, and then what? Whenever we do making a decision, and think of what can happen. What can happen to you? What can happen to your future? What can happen to people around you? What can happen to people who are not around you? How can this spread and who all it can affect? Like, that's the, that's that. those things are important to me because it's like, no one's taking this seriously. It, even, even like, I feel like people took it seriously a little bit once some celebrities got sick. So a few celebrities got to say people like, oh my gosh, it's so-and-so, God, oh my gosh, no, not so-and-so, oh my gosh, no. And then uh, Tom Hanks got to people sad about Tom Hanks. But it's like, once they got that initial shock, like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sad. Oh, this could happen to me. Oh, this can affect me. They was like, you know what? I don't care about it. Uh, this is stupid. I'm going to live my life. And it's sad that people are, 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 are acting that way. But some people are not. Because, like, for example, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get up out of here. Yes, this will be a shorter podcast because I'm tired. But uh, I was with my lady the other day, and we're like, you know what? We're tired of being in a house. We're going to go outside. Now, we didn't go outside, and we didn't go to a public event, so no, I'm not being a hypocrite. We went outside, and we got in our car. We drove to, we drove like 40 minutes away, almost an hour away, to go to the drive-in movie theater, right? And I was like, babe, we need food because she never been to a drive-in movie theater. So I'm like, you got to get the food first. Put it in the car, go up to the window, pay for, pay for your uh, ticket. They'll tell you the station. You turn to the station, you pull up, sit down, watch the movie. So, we're like, yo, we're about to go to Wingstop. So, we get in the car, 
We going on our way, moseying them down the road. Finally get there, walk inside. I'm like, yo, you got the thing for Tatum, T-A-T-U-M. Oh, yeah, nah, we working on it right now. All right, cool, so I'm waiting 15, 20 minutes. And then people start, like, people start calling in, and you hear the phone ringing, and phone ringing, and phone ringing. And then the manager was like, hey, y'all got to get out. We can't have one of 10 people up in here. Y'all got to get out. But, of course, she's trying to manage the back and the front. She's trying to make sure. I think it was on, like, four people working, so they were probably short-staffed that day. Couldn't get everything going as good as they possibly could. And the lady says, oh, my gosh, it's going to be about an hour and a half. I'm thinking, like, an hour and a half is probably who just walked in and ordered their food now. I'm like, it's about 20 of us waiting. I don't know how long it takes them to drop that chicken in, drop the drop them fries in, make the seasoning, you know, all that stuff. So I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Next person come in. She said, yo, we're not taking any more in-store orders. We're not taking any more over-the-phone orders. We're not taking any more over-the-app orders. But people are still pouring in because she's like, the owner of the store isn't listening to her, so she can't stop the uh, she can't turn off the uh, the app service for her store. So I walk outside to my lady. I'm like, hey, babe, listen. It's going to be about 30 minutes. Don't worry about it. But get in and get out of here. She said, babe, we're going to miss the movie. I'm like, we'll be a little bit late, probably like 20 minutes late. It's fine. We'll walk over, we'll walk back in here, get the food, go over there, drive over there, boom, it's good. Then 30 minutes pass. I'm like, all right, babe. She said, we got to wait an hour and a half. So if you want to wait or you want to get the refund, she said, all right, let's get the refund, let's go. So I walked back into this. I'm like, yo, can we get the refund? She said, it'll take about three to five business days, maybe even five to 10, because we've been having this problem a lot and we're getting overwhelmed with orders and people want to cancel, get their money back. I got to take a picture of this. Send it to, to my boss. My boss had to send it to the, the uh, owner of this franchise. Then the owner of the franchise had to say yes or no. They're more likely going to say yes because we'll tell them what happened. Tell They don't say yes. So they got to send it back down to the to her boss. And her boss is going to tell her, hey, transfer it over. We don't know how long that's going to take. Usually it's three to five days. It could be five to ten. We don't know. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. Then she said, business days. Well, this is a Saturday. So business days, send you send for Monday through Friday. So that means... I have to wait until next Wednesday to even think about getting the refund. So then I'm like, okay, go outside to my girl, like, hey, yo, we can't get the refund today. She said, why? Well, like, because it's going to wait about three to five days, maybe even five to ten days, depends on how long it's going to be. I was like, yo, listen, we already drove out here from where we live at. It's about 40 minutes. We might as well just stay, chill, wait for our food, at least catch one of the movies, right? So then I walk back in the store. She's like, yo, listen, everybody got to be outside. I'm shutting down and ain't nobody getting any food. I'm like, all right, I'll go back outside. And she was like, we can't have more than 10 people in the store at one time or the police will come and shut us down. So then she locked us out. So the people go sit in their cars. We sit in there just waiting, just chilling, just waiting, just chilling. She called her name. Boom. Well, no, actually, before she called somebody else's name. And my lady was like, how many people do you think that name she's going to call who didn't cancel the order, but they just left? I was like, well, if you still pay for your food and you didn't get it, that's, you know, that's kind of fucked up. But it's possible because I know I've been in a few places before where I pay for my food. I'm like, yo, it's taking something and I'll leave. But that's back when I, I had it like that, and I was living at my mama's house, so I didn't really care about money. I could just get it and spend it how I wanted to spend it. Now, I would be like, hell no, we're either getting a refund or we're getting every piece of chicken we can get. So then she came back out to the door again, said somebody else's name, said somebody else's name, we just sitting there chilling. Then she said our name. I was like, all right, cool. Then I go to the movie theater with my lady, driving movie theater, pull out the 20, and dude looked at me like, man. And I thought about, like, yo, he don't know if I'm sick or not. But then he grabbed it, you know, and took it. But the point of this story is that people are taking this seriously. And people are, you know, trying to enforce the rules. So if you're not trying to enforce the rules or go by the rules or play by the rules or listen to the rules, that's on you, man. But just 
Just for everybody else's sake, safety and sickness and mental health, just stay inside. Or if you do go outside, put some gloves on, man. Don't try to touch people. Don't don't be around people. Leave people alone. Because for one, they people still got to pay bills. Let's just be clear here. And if they get sick, they can't go to work. The government isn't giving us that that those funds yet. Trump saying one thousand uh, dollars, Bernie saying two thousand dollars per month until it's all fixed and done. But that ain't you know that ain't realistic to everybody. Because it's not going to happen. I know I watched a video the day of this black dude going off on, like, I think, like, his Senate members in Florida. Because he was like, they made the people in Florida pay to turn their electricity back on. I'm like, how are you making them pay to turn their electricity back on when that could be their last check? And he was going off. So it's like, real life is still happening. The world is still going. People still got to pay their bills. But the problem is that we all do not have the ability to go to work. My lady can't go to work right now. She's a teacher. She at home with me all day. Luckily, I can work from home. But if I couldn't work from home, I would be stuck here all day. I would be like, yo, what's going on? And I wouldn't be able to work. So we both just be broke trying to think of a way to make some more money. DoorDash is paying a lot of money right now to people. So if you need a job, you can go work at DoorDash. But the wait times are extremely long. And that's putting yourself at health risk. And this is about to be in the podcast here. But I do want to say this. And once all this passes over... And once they find a cure and we're able to get back out there and start living our lives again, we need to show more respect to everyone who works at fast food restaurants, people who work at grocery stores, the truck drivers, the delivery drivers, the nurses, the doctors. If you live in California, the people who uh, sell weed at the weed dispensaries because they ain't closing them down. If you live in New York, the people who sell the, the liquor store. Show them some love, too, because they ain't closing those down. And also, most importantly, start showing love to the little small mom-and-pop stores. Start showing love and respect to the people who own their own business. But it's closed down right now because they didn't have enough money to stay afloat. Show love to them because the big corporations are still going to be there. The Walmarts, the Targets, the CVSs, the Savons, you know, Albertsons. Lucky's, all those places, food for less, they ain't going nowhere. They're still here. They're still basically being like the backbone right now to get us the food and stuff that we need. But when but when they come back up, we need to start giving those small mom and pop places some love and respect because they're now out of business and now they can't feed their children. Entrepreneurs right now can't feed their children. You know, it's a lot of people out there who are struggling right now with this disease and a lot of y'all are taking this as a joke. So I just want to say like when, that, when, when all this passes over, Thank all the people I named, the nurses, the, the doctors, all of them, the grocery store workers, fast food workers, delivery drivers. For, you know, this is for me from now, I want to say thank you all. I know a lot of you all put in a lot of work. And the scientists, whomever you all are, who are trying to figure out how to get this cure out there or how to get the cure created, uh, thank you all. Uh, I hope it, hope it comes sooner rather than later. But if it does have to come later, I hope that everyone can practice safety, uh, practice respecting each other. And let's not let's not make this like the Walking Dead. We all started attacking one another. Let's just try to stay in house, stay in house, stay cordial, stay respectful, and uh, hopefully, you know, God God can bless us all and get through this. So that's the end of this podcast. You know, it's a short one, but I just want to talk about this coronavirus thing and tell people to start taking it a little bit more seriously. Stay out of trouble. Leave people alone and take care of your health. Wash your hands. Sanitize your hands. Dry your hands. And I, I wish y'all the best. Y'all stay safe. God bless. Uh, give me a follow on my Instagram. It is King underscore coffee. That's K-I-N-G underscore C-O-F-F-E-Y. I'm out. Peace.